1: and Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at blue nile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds and they're ready to ship to your door.
0: .com and definitely check out those shows as well. Ashna Shah is the author of Dynamic Dia, Dyslexia is her superpower. Also, Amazing Adriana, ADHD is her superpower, and Brave Brian, Anxiety gave him his superpower. Miss Florida's Outstanding Teen 2022, Ashna Shah is an 11th grade honors AP and dual enrolled student at Ponte Vedra High School. In 2017, Ashna founded Kindness in a Diverse Society, the acronym for that is KIDS, K-I-D-S, very clever, with the aim of helping the whole child. Ashna was inspired by the quote, helping others is the way we help ourselves by Oprah Winfrey. She encourages kids to volunteer at a young age. Ashna was diagnosed with dyslexia, ADHD, and anxiety disorder in eighth grade. Having experienced these challenges firsthand, she has made it her mission to be a voice for those who are struggling with mental health or learning disabilities. She is an advocate for educational equity for those in need and has partnered with Mayor Lenny Curry of Jacksonville to raise awareness of dyslexia and to encourage early childhood screenings to reduce the number of children who go undiagnosed. She also wants to equip students with relatable resources. She has published three children's books explaining dyslexia, ADHD, and anxiety, which we're talking about now, and is a proud recipient of the Presidential Service Award from the White House for her dedication to serving the community. Let me just remind you again that she is in 11th grade. Ashna is on three competitive dance teams, the Ponte Vedra High School, Splash, Varsity Dance Team, Art of Dance, and Bollywood Dance Mania. Ashna's vision of her year of service as Miss Florida's Outstanding Teen is to empower others and be an advocate for learning disability awareness, mental health, inclusion, and kindness. Her goal is to help the whole child. To learn more, go to shaaashna.com or whatever, just listen to this episode. And wow, this girl is one to watch. Welcome, Ashna. Thank you so much for coming on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books to discuss Dynamic Dia and so many other things and what it's like being Miss America's outstanding teen. It's like
2: amazing. Uh, So welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
0: For those of you listening, Ashna is wearing a crown and what do you call the thing that goes across your body? A scarf? A sash. That's it. And a sash. (laughs) This is amazing. Okay, Ashna, I can't wait to hear your entire life story. First of all, how old are you?
2: I'm 16 years old.
0: Oh my gosh. Okay. Unbelievable. Tell First first start with the books, and then I want to hear everything,
2: how you got to this place. Okay.
0: Just give me the whole, the whole thing.
2: Sounds good. So I'm currently a junior in high school, but I published my first book sophomore year. And so uh, my books are all about learning disabilities, and all three of them are about learning disabilities that I have. So, my first one was about dyslexia. My second one was about ADHD. And then my third one was about anxiety. So, I struggled a lot with my diagnosis. I was not very accepting to myself. I went through a very hard time when I was first diagnosed. And being able to grow from that point on and see that it's not a bad thing to have learning disabilities and that it's honestly a blessing in disguise, that really led me to publish my books because I had been um, journaling through therapy. When I had gotten my diagnosis, I had gone into this 15-day period where I couldn't get out of bed and I had the most terrible migraine. They thought there was something neurologically wrong with me, so I was getting tests done every single day. So during this time they started me on cognitive behavioral therapy and so i had been doing that every single week for a year and they had told me since the beginning i started when i started that i need to start journaling my feelings and how this diagnosis is all my symptoms and everything so the journals had been my life for a year and then my sophomore year when i finally started to see the positives of having learning disabilities and i stopped i guess judging myself that's when i was able to put my journals to use and create children's books out of them
0: wow how did you become miss america's outstanding teen what is that about Do you, how does that how did that whole thing work
2: okay so basically when i was in sophomore year i had just Gotten diagnosed in eighth grade. So then when I went into freshman year, I was really low on confidence. And then I like started to get a little bit more confident as I got learning accommodations. And then when I went into my sophomore year, I was kind of hesitant. I'd just been also been diagnosed with ADHD a little bit later in life. So I had always been a very sassy, spunky girl growing up. And so then being, you know, kind of down all the time, my parents were like, what can we do to boost your confidence? And that's when we found the Miss America organization. So first you compete in a local. So I competed in Miss Seminole County's Outstanding Teen. And so I won Wakiva Springs. So Wakiva Springs is an island in Florida. And so I was able to, I guess, like rain over the island for a year. And so that is really when I realized I have the power to use my voice and talk to an entire county, an entire island about my learning disabilities, my story, and to break the stigma around learning disabilities. And that's when I really got pushed into wanting to write my books because I was like, I have this voice. It's now or never. I want to talk to this island. I want to talk to this county about learning disabilities. This is a -a one-in-a-lifetime opportunity being able to have a voice that can spread that far. So that's when I published my first book. And then I went and competed for Miss Florida's Outstanding Teen. And so when I competed for Miss Florida's Outstanding Teen, I had also published my second book. And so this was another amazing opportunity to talk to an entire state. I would be able to get my voice across an entire state. And so that truly was amazing. Just being up there on their, on that stage and being able to talk about my story and talk about learning disabilities and talk about the stigma around it, that really was life-changing for me. Honestly, I felt like I was creating an impact and that's what I really wanted to do. So being on that Miss Florida stage was amazing. I didn't even think I would win. And then I got crowned as Miss Florida's outstanding teen. And a month later, I went to Miss America's Outstanding Team. And so Miss America's Outstanding Team, unfortunately, I did not get to bring the crown back, but I did get $1,000 in scholarships. So I'm really excited I get to use that towards my college education. But I also got to talk about learning disabilities, my books on that national stage and create awareness all across the nation. So that truly was amazing. And so now I have so many different initiatives to really spread the word and spread my books to make sure that we are getting this message across that learning disabilities are not a bad thing and that we should start underage testing as soon as possible. Wow. How did the
0: publishing journey and the writing of the books go? When did you decide you were going to write a book? When did you, did you write all three at once and how did you handle the publishing journey and marketing of the books and all of that?
2: Yeah. So I started sophomore year. So when I was, I think 15 or I think I might've been 14. No, I was 15. I was 15 years old when I started writing them. And um, it was because I had won that first title. When I had won Wakava Springs Outstanding Teen, I really realized the impact that I could have. So then with that title, I was like, okay, I need to do something. I need to make sure that I can get my voice across. So that is when I started writing my first book about dyslexia. And so I was like, okay, we're just going to see how this goes. I wasn't really expecting to write more. I was like, well, dyslexia is like kind of my bigger learning disability, I would say like, that's the one that affected me the most. So I was like, I really want to write, write a book about dyslexia. So I just kind of took my thoughts from my journals and I wrote it down and it was, it was a crazy um, experience learning how to publish because you have to get the ESBN number. And then we went through KDP and Amazon. So it was, it was definitely a learning curve. Um, my mom helped me a lot. And then with illustrations, we got an illustrator from india and so i was so blessed to have been able to give him this opportunity and for him to be able to help me out and so we worked together collaborated together and it was really important that i was able to work with someone that understood where i was coming from because my i wanted my illustrations to um show what i was feeling and really show like what i'd been through so at some points he would draw something and i'd be like oh what if we put the brain inside of the arm and he was Mm -hmm. like Mean you put a brain inside of her arm, so then we would you know work together on that stuff. So it was really a learning curve. Um, but I honestly have my illustrator and my mom to thank to actually make it possible. Although I wrote the book, it would have never been published without them. So thank wow. you to them. And your
0: and your family is originally from India, also correct? Yeah, wonderful.
2: So yeah. I'm the first Miss Florida Outstanding Teen that is Indian American. So my family moved here. Oh my God, I'll, before I was born. And then I was born in New York and then we moved to Florida. So it's been crazy. I'm first generation.
0: <laughs> How, I mean, I have two teenagers who are 15 and also two younger kids, but I know what life is like for them. The fact that you've layered all this on top of regular crazy life is out. It's like mind-boggling to me. How are you doing all of this stuff? How much time do you are you dedicating to the whole you know Miss America teen stuff and the writing career, and then all your regular schoolwork and activities? You must be doing a million things. You're obviously like so talented.
2: It's crazy. Thank you so much. No, it's definitely crazy because it is my junior year, which is like the hardest year. But I would definitely have to thank my planner. My planner is my lifesaver. I write down every single thing that I have to do in a day, in a month, in a year. And that's honestly how I set my short term goals and my long term goals. So I started planning out everything from the second I won my local title. And then now, as Miss Florida's outstanding team, Every single thing I do, I put all my appearances in my planner. I put all my homework in my planner, but it's definitely crazy. And especially because I do have an entire state, so I'm traveling a lot. I have my awareness project where I'm sending books all across Florida. And so people get to read them. They're being donated to libraries. So I get to make a lot of appearances at libraries and schools. And then now I have an international book deal. And I also have a book deal across the nation with other organizations. So I'm just all over the place. Sometimes it gets a little bit overwhelming, but I would definitely just say my planner has saved me a lot. Wow. Do you, I think I've
0: said, wow, like 30 times. So (laughs) I don't usually do that, but I, that is my 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 feeling is coming out. Where is, where do you want to go with all of this? Like, what is the goal here? You, I feel like you're very systematically (laughs) thinking about goals and next steps and whatever. So
2: where are you, where are you trying to get? So in my future, I want to be a pediatric dental surgeon, but right now I'm doing everything I can. I'm taking dual enrollment classes, I'm doing AP and honors classes, but I also want to make a difference. I'm working really hard right now in with legislative work trying to increase the budget for ESC assistants in Florida because right now an ESC assistant gets paid less than a Starbucks barista. I don't think anyone wants to have a job that you get paid less than a Starbucks barista because you can't sustain your life like that. But an ESC assistant is so crucial to the education system. Explain, so we, Explain what
0: ESC is to people who don't know. Oh,
2: So in an ESC, um, the ESC department in the education system is the people that help ch- like the students with learning disabilities. So the ESC department, um, make sure that they get accommodations like extra time or audibles if they need it, or a note taker. So they kind of make sure that they create an even playing field for every single student, whether you have a learning disability or not. And they right now are not being paid a lot, which is why we don't we're lacking in ESC assistance in Florida. There are schools that don't even have 504 plans available, which is how you get your accommodations. So I have a 504 plan for my dyslexia, ADHD, and anxiety, but to get my learning accommodations on my 504 plan was a struggle. We had to fight the school so much because they didn't believe that I had a learning disability because I had gotten straight A's my entire life. They wanted to see me fail first before they would help me. And I didn't even realize that I'm lucky to even have this fight. 1 in 50 schools have 504 plans in Florida. So for me to even be able to have this fight, I'm so honored and privileged to have the opportunity to have a 504 plan. Um I ended up getting my learning accommodations, think Thank you so much to the education system for finally giving me those. But um, now I get extra time and learning accommodations when I am taking tests or just in regular school. But a lot of children and students don't have that opportunity, and I think that that's a big problem that we have in Florida and that we need to be fixing. So that's something I'm working very hard on right now to uh, you know get to legislation and make sure that we can expand that budget and help our. Students, because I think every single student deserves to have an equal education system.
3: Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges and curves, without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum.
1: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door.
3: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com people today.
0: So how did you know if you were getting straight A's and all this? What, how, did you, how did you know you had a learning disability? And what was the process like getting it diagnosed?
2: Well, it was honestly crazy. I had, you know, grown up in an Indian American household. Anything less than one hundred percent is obviously not good enough. <laughs> so, um, growing up, I was that straight A student. I always um, got the A honor roll back. And then in eighth grade, um, first of all, science is my favorite subject, so I absolutely love science. I was in an accelerated science program. And in eighth grade, I was taking a high school science and this science class was really difficult for me. I was understanding the concepts, but I was still getting bad grades in the class. And it wasn't until I got, I think I got a D on a test or an F and it was, like my entire family just shattered. It was like, oh my gosh, Ashna just failed a test. What is this? This has never happened. I have the most perfect older sister. She's in medical school right now. So she obviously has never gone a bad grade on the science test. So um, it was just crazy. And so then that ended up, leading us to get me tested because my parents were like, this is crazy. There has to be something wrong with Ashna if she's getting bad grades. So then we got me tested and I was like, oh my God, you guys are crazy. You're totally overreacting. I just didn't study hard enough. Like I don't have, you know, a learning disability. That's crazy. That's crazy talk. Then it came back that I have dyslexia and anxiety And my parents didn't even tell me at first. My mom sat down and did science homework with me one day and she like read it out to me and then she had me read it out. And I was like, this is so weird. Like, Why is she helping me with my science homework in eighth grade? And then COVID shut down everything and we were sitting on the couch one day and she was like, hey, we got your results back from your testing. And I was like, Oh my goodness, no way. And she was like, I was like, is it perfect? Like, am I perfect? What do you mean? And she's like, Oh, actually, no, you have dyslexia and and anxiety. And then she actually played me a Ted talk because I, the first thing I said was, is there a cure? And she was like, that's actually not how it works. <laughs> so then she played me a Ted talk and I understood a little bit more, but I was heartbroken. I was shattered. I thought there was something wrong with me. And so I, it was very hard for me to deal with this. And then I had gone into an anxiety migraine period where I was in bed rest for 15 days. And so that's when they started putting me on cognitive behavioral therapy to really start accepting the fact that I have learning disabilities and how can I work with them to be successful. And so I really have my parents to thank um, because when I was going through all this, they were fighting for me to get my learning accommodations. They were my voice when I didn't have a voice. And that's why I push so hard to advocate for those with learning disabilities because I want to be the voice for someone who doesn't have their voice right now. I want to make sure that every single child has a chance to gain their voice because I know that without my parents, I would never be up here right now speaking to you about my learning disabilities. I struggled so much with my diagnosis and there's no cure for for dyslexia. There's no cure for anxiety. You just have to live with it and cope with it. So that was when I was first diagnosed. And then later on, I was diagnosed with ADHD. And um, I recently got on medication for that, which has also been life-changing. But yeah, that's a little bit about my diagnosis. Wow.
0: So tell me more about three books and the titles and where people can find them who are listening and want to get a piece of everything that you are doing.
2: Yes. So honestly, my books—well, they're from my journals—but the I guess idea behind it was that I didn't realize that my learning disabilities were actually my superpower. So each of my books are turning my learning disabilities into a superpower. So my first one is Dynamic Thea. Dyslexia is her superpower, and it talks about what dyslexia is. There's a prologue for the parents on the front to see, like how to watch out for dyslexia in your children and where you can catch symptoms and when you should get them tested if you do see symptoms. And then through the book, it explains what dyslexia is in a child manner. So like a way that's easy for a kid to understand. I have a six-year-old little sister, so I would, you know, practice on her, make sure she understood what I was talking about, and then I would write it. (laughs) But then there's also a section of the book where it has, it has, successful people who have dyslexia. Because a lot of the times, I mean, at least for me, I thought that once I was diagnosed, my success, I just didn't have a successful future anymore. I was just you know, destined to not achieve any of my goals. And so being able to see that there are so many famous people or successful people that do have dyslexia really boosted my confidence. So making sure that I put that section, it was really important for me. And so that's a little bit of my first book. Then there's the ADHD book where the same thing, it has the prologue and then it talks about what ADHD is in a kid manner. And then the best part about this book, I think the one that I like about Amazing Adriana, ADHD is her superpower is at the end there's a section where I talk about the coping mechanisms that I've used with my ADHD and things that I've seen that's helped me. And I think it's called the superhero manual. And so in the superhero manual, you get to see, you know, if you put a timer on and do your assignment, and then um, after reward yourself, you'll be able to probably focus better while you're doing your assignment because you want to get the reward. So that those are things that I found helped me. And then same thing with Brave Brian. Brave Brian, um, I, I love Brave. Brian, because it's not anxiety gave him a superpower, but it's, it's not anxiety gave him a superpower because anxiety made him brave. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's called brave Brian instead of, you know, my usual uh, learning disability and then character, because I think that I have become so brave once I started facing my anxieties. Anxiety has been really difficult for me for a long time. For I've had a lot of different anxiety ticks. So being able to like cycle through those in my journals and see how much progress I've made really helped me. I think that each time I write a book, I see personal growth in myself. So um writing Grey Ryan, which is my most recent book, was um, I think honestly a big step for me because I think anxiety is something that I struggle with the most. And so this book talks about what anxiety is and also, you can, it has um, ways that you can cope with your anxiety in the book as well. So, I absolutely love all three books because I feel like all three of them have helped me. And just being able to see how much I've distributed them around Florida, I've been able to help so many other people as well. And so, I think that has really motivated me to want to do more books. I want to find out more about other learning disabilities that I don't have and write about them and, you know, make learning disabilities not, I don't want it to be a taboo anymore. I want it to be spoken about. I want it to be, I want people to be proud of their learning disabilities. So that's really the goal with these books. So can you share Do you, do you know how many books you've sold? I don't know how many books I've sold, but I personally have donated, I think over 400 books. Wow. So I. Wonderful.
0: (laughs) That's really great. And they're <laughs> self-published, right? You did it um, and yes. distributed through Amazon. Yeah. Okay, if there is someone listening who has dyslexia, anxiety, ADHD and they haven't read your books yet, but of course they will. What <laughs> would you say to them or to a parent of them who's listening? Like what should they know? What is the most important thing you want them to hear because of your story?
2: I would definitely say that If you have a learning disability right now and you're listening, you can do anything you set your mind to. And I try to be living proof of that every single day. I thought once upon a time that I would never be able to achieve my goals and achieve my dreams. But right now I'm standing here as Miss Florida's Outstanding Teen, the first Indian American, and I have learning disabilities. I talk about them openly. I'm on track to becoming a pediatric dental surgeon in my future, although I have three learning disabilities. So look at me and see that You can achieve anything you set your mind to, so don't think you can't. And I think that's the biggest thing to remember if you have a learning disability is that you can do it. And um, that's what I would tell anyone who's listening who has a learning disability. Wow. By the way, I don't know if you... I'm on the board of the
0: Child Mind Institute. I don't know if you've heard of it or if you... but. I, you sh- I feel like you should get involved and be a spokesperson over there too and and do something with them. So maybe I can put you in touch with.
2: Yeah, um, absolutely. I was actually going to ask you about that because oh, i good. them and they told me to come to a convention, but then it, well, I will talk about it after. <laughs> okay. I'll put you in touch with, uh, <laughs> yeah. with the founder. Amazing. So where do you want to go to college? Well, thanks to the Miss America organization, I have, um, a lot of places that I have a full ride to actually. Wow. Because I know, isn't that amazing? A uh, scholarship competition. So I have a lot of options. So my dream is always... Columbia, um, going up north. But, you know, after meeting all these girls from all 51 states and seeing, you know, the amazing opportunities and all the amazing things that I can do in my future, I'm, you know, trying to think maybe I should go somewhere else. Maybe I should go where some of my Miss America's friends are going. But honestly, I just... I have a year to think about it. I'm so indecisive. So I'm just all over the place right now.
0: <laughs> well, I will say I, I run a publishing company called Zibby Books. And if you want to keep, I'm not, I don't do any children's books, but if you want to ever write about this whole thing, you just keep, keep my information. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I have, I have high, very high hopes for you for memoir fiction. I don't even know what you're going to do. So just stay in touch. Thank you so much. No, absolutely. you will be um, the first person I go to. <laughs> I'm totally impressed and inspired. I love that you are doing all of this and that you're already helping so many people. You have such a good heart. It is so inspiring and wonderful to see. And your message is so important. So thank you for coming on Moms No Time to Read Books and go to school. What are you, it's
2: 9.30, what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, my school just started, actually. It starts at Okay, go, 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 <laughs> go back to school. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> all right, thanks for coming on. Bye-bye.
0: Bye.